Hey everyone, hope you can hear me loud and clear. It's a bit hard to know whether or not what's going, <clears throat> what's happening on the other side of the uh, the video, but um, yeah, we hope that everything's working really well for you. And you know, we prayed this morning that all the technical things would, you know, would work perfectly, and we wouldn't have any internet issues and all those sorts of things. So um, yeah, just thank you that um, you're with us this morning, and just want to thank Andrew and Narita for that amazing testimony. Isn't God good? Make sure you uh, send some love their way, you know, on Facebook, send them a message just to encourage them for that testimony. It's just a wonderful, wonderful um, demonstration of the goodness of God. Amen. And thanks, Josh and Emma, for joining this morning. And Dave's back there behind the scenes doing his thing. Um, you know, we couldn't do it without these guys. So, uh, yeah, thank you to them. And again, send your love their way. And guys, thanks for coming this morning. We do appreciate you. Um, joining in joining this the service which looks completely different to anything that we're used to but that's okay um you know it's just it's just wonderful to be able to just even join in this way together around the word of god in his presence you know there is no distance in 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 god so um you know we can we can you know treat this morning as if we were just sitting right next to each other in church but uh, yeah, so again, thanks for coming this morning. I just want to, um, I'm not going to speak for very long this morning. I just want to share with you a bit of an encouragement. Um, and, and, and yeah, really just to, um, I, I don't know, I was, I was just praying through the week and, and just seeking God as to what I, what I would like, wanted to share with you guys. And, um, you know, people, different people that I was talking to, you know, just say to me, encouraged just to get into the word more just to, to to you know read my bible you know just just meditate and 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 read the scriptures and declare the scriptures you know and you know quite a few different people that that you know that i spoke to and and um you know different posts i was seeing on 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 social media and stuff and people just been getting hungry for the word of god and you know and and so i just really felt like that was really what i wanted to share around it was just um you know, what we actually have in our hands, you know, we, we have, we have this, this thing in our hand and I believe that, you know, more than ever, we need to be getting into the word of God. We need to be declaring the word of God. We need to be reminding ourselves of scripture and, and you know, memorizing and, and declaring those words out because, you know, we definitely can't take for granted what he has given us in what we have living on the inside of us and that is his word amen so um that's really what i wanted to share around this morning so we're going to we're going to read a bunch of scriptures and um there's a reason behind that as well because you know it says in romans that you know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god and so the the more we hear the word of god the more our faith is activated the more our, our faith is strengthened, the more that, you know, we, we have a faith on the inside of us that has been given to us by Jesus. We have his faith, you know, that his word partners with the faith that we have on the inside of us and, and it just explodes on the inside of us. So there are a lot of scriptures that we're going to go through um, and, and that's purposeful because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you have a Bible, you probably I don't know what you're doing at home right there, but if you if you have a, if you have your Bible, we won't have the scriptures up on the screen. Um, so you might need to grab your Bible or your or your or your phone or whatever it is that you use. Um, but I would love you to turn to Hebrews chapter four, verse twelve. And before we do that, I'm just going to pray.
So, Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to come around your word this morning. Thank you, Father, that, that you know, that this, uh, this stream works seamlessly this morning, Lord God, and, and everything that you want done this morning, God, in people's lives is accomplished. So, Father, we just come against distraction. We come against, uh, you know, any, any plan that the defeated has, Father God, to um, try and rob us of, of what you want to do in our lives this morning. We come against that in the name of Jesus. And thank you, Father, for what you're going to do. Amen. Amen. So Hebrews chapter four, verse 12. And it says this, it says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. You know, I will be getting you to declare some stuff there in your living room this morning or wherever it is you're watching. Um, this is so weird for me not to be able to see faces and hear responses. But anyway, God's with me. Holy Spirit, thank you. But uh I'd love you to be able to declare and just get active in this because, you know, we, we need to be declaring the word of God over our lives. So this scripture says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. You know, and, and being a parent, being a father, you know, like, and I'm sure you can all kind of relate to this if you're in that in that position in your own homes. But um, you ever sort of sat your kids down or had something to say to your children, you know, and and you feel like you know this is really important. I really need to you know share some information with them, or I really need them to really listen because there's some stuff going on. There's some things that they need to know. Um, you know, or perhaps they're, you know, misbehaving and you need to make some adjustment in their, you know, in the way that they're, they're conducting their lives, but, you know, and you, you've sat them down to have these conversations and, and you be, begin telling them what you want to say and you look at them and you can just tell that they've got this like glazed look in their eyes, you know, like they're, they're literally not present or, you know, their head's down or they've turned their shoulder, like they're disconnecting. You know, they're distracted, they're, you know, they're, they're not interested, you know, you've got this important stuff that you want to say to them, but, you know, they, their interest in what you're saying is completely absent, you know, and, and I know at, at times like that, you know, as a parent, you can get frustrated, right, has anyone, anyone feel that way or has anyone felt that way before, like you can get frustrated, you know, and, um, and in that moment, there's this feeling for me anyway, I don't know about you, but in that moment, there's this feeling for me that, you know, I'm, I'm powerless to make my words heard. I'm powerless to make my words heard. It's just like I'm saying this stuff and it's just hitting the ground. It's like hitting their head, hitting it, you know, and it's just hitting the ground. All right. Has anyone ever thought or, or um, wondered whether or not God feels that way? You know, has anyone ever thought, hey, does, you know, what does God think? You know, how, what, how does God feel? You know, he, he's spoken his word, you know, and I wonder if he ever feels as if his words are just hitting the floor. Has anyone ever thought that? It was just me. But anyway, here's the thing. I believe it, I believe it saddens him. And the reason why I believe it, it saddens him when, when he, his word's spoken and you know he, he's released his word to us and we don't do anything about it i believe that it saddens him because he's a good father he's a good father 
You know, he cares about us. He loves us. You know, he, he tells us in the word that every good and every perfect gift comes from him. So, you know, it, it saddens him when we fail to listen to him and his word. But here's the difference. See, in, in my experience, I feel powerless to make my words heard. But the, the difference with, with, with the father is he does not feel powerless about the words he has spoken. Amen. He does not feel powerless about the words he has spoken. We're going to look at one. Uh, sorry, we're going to look at Luke chapter one, verse 37. This is in the Amplified Bible. It says, for with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. No word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Isn't that an incredible scripture? So regardless of our failures, regardless of the things that we do wrong, regardless of, you know, whether or not we pay attention to what he's saying to us in his word and, and you know, and, and through prayer and, and, and in those times with him, regardless of those failures, God's word has power and it will be accomplished. Amen. His word has power and it will be accomplished. You know, and we're in a season right now where there's, you know, you know that there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, and I like it. I, I I really believe that, you know, now more than ever, we need to be listening to him. We need to be be in his word, and it's like I was I was getting encouraged through the week by just hearing the, the people that were that were you know just feeling like they just got to get into the word of God. They need to get into the word of God. Like they're feeling anxious, they're feeling worried. They're, they're, you know, they're not feeling peaceful and they're like, I've just got to get into the word of God because that's where my strength comes from. That's where my peace comes from. That's where, you know, this my freedom comes from, you know. And so are we listening? You know, what are, what are we doing with the word of God? What are, are we allowing it to impact our lives? Are we allowing it to change us? Are we allowing it to transform us? Are we living it? Are we applying it? Are we declaring it? More than ever, we need to be doing this. Amen. Revelations 2 tells us that we have authority because we are believers. If you're a believer out there this morning, you have authority because he gave us that authority. He gave us that authority. You know, are we running, you know, are, are we running into battle and leaving our weapon? See, this is this is our weapon. This is this is a weapon he gave us, you know, it's described as a sword. Like, are we leaving our, our weapon on the ground behind us or are we going in with it? Amen. You think about a, what a soldier would look like if, if he ran into a battle without his weapon, you know, I don't think he'd be a soldier for too much longer. Amen. So we need to be using the weapon that he's given us. The word of God can't fail. It can't fail. The word of God can't fail and if we stick to the word of god and what it what it shows us what it reveals to us we won't either we won't fail either amen there's a couple of things i just want to share like i said i just want to encourage you and really this is just a reminder this morning because i know you guys know this stuff i know i know you've heard this i know that you you understand this but so really it's just a reminder and an encouragement to to you know to seek him through his word, to get into his word, apply his word, speak his word. Amen. And so just a couple of things I want to want to remind you about the word of God. And that first thing is that is and it is powerful. 
it is living and it is powerful. It's not just a book. It is living and it is powerful. His word is living. Tell it to the person next year or you're sitting with or yelling out whatever you got to do, but just say his word is living. You know, when you think about it, that is a really interesting concept. And I don't know if you've ever said that to, you know, a three-year-old or a four-year-old, like, hey, you know what, this book, it's living, it's alive. I probably look at you really, really confused and really like sort of, you know, unsure or wondering, you know, what's going on with you. But but it's an interesting concept to think about. It's it's alive. It is living. Amen. We, we just read Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is alive and powerful. So what this is telling us that God's word is not a word which is just spoken and it drops to the ground and turns to dust. It's not like a, a leaf that, you know, a dead leaf that falls from a tree. It's alive. It is alive. For the word of God is alive and powerful. Another great scripture is Isaiah 40 verse 8. Remember. Hearing faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So every time that we, we read these scriptures this morning, your faith is being ignited. Amen. Your faith is being, you know, is being empowered, it's being strengthened, it's been, you know, greater levels of faith are being revealed to you. So Isaiah 40, verse 8 says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Amen. The word of our God will stand forever. It's alive. The word of God is living because it never goes out of date. It's it always the same. You know, there's that scripture in Hebrews 13 that says Jesus remains the same. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So his word, like it never, it's, it's, it's so, you know, it's so relevant to us today. It's so important. You know, there's this, this cry, you know, in the world right now that, you know, you know, you know God's outdated, you know, like the, you know, the, the is, is not relevant anymore. You know, that, that, that's absolute garbage. It's absolute rubbish. You know, he, his word, it's living. It never goes out of date. Jesus is the same today or yesterday, today and forever. Amen. You know, and if, you know, if, if you believe, and I believe that you all believe that his word is alive and what that means, if, if you believe that, that means that you recognize that it will accomplish whatever God sends it to do. If you believe his word is alive, if, 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 if you, you know, you just, this is a living word, then, then you believe and you acknowledge that it will accomplish whatever God sends it to do. That's what it means when it says it's alive. It will do whatever he sends it to do. Isn't that encouraging? Isn't that amazing? It will do whatever he sends it to do. So when God speaks, Whatever he speaks happens. Amen. When God speaks, whatever he speaks happens. Isaiah 55 verse 11. You can turn to that scripture if you like while I grab a quick sip of water. Isaiah 55 verse 11. It says this. It is the same with my word. I send it out and, I, and it always produces fruit. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. His word is so powerful. Tell that to the person next to you. His word is so powerful. Amen. His word is so powerful. And um, 
in in the in the Greek, this word powerful. This is what it, the word is. It's energes. Energes. Someone say energes. The word powerful is the word energes. I don't know if I've, I definitely don't have any kind of Greek accent going on there, but that's okay. The word energes is the word powerful in the Greek, and the word energy. It, it's actually just it is the word energy. It's where we get the word energy from, and the word energy means working operative, active, and effective. You know, I, I know I've, I've shared this with you before about the word of God, but, you know, remember this is, a, this is a reminder of what we've got in our hand. It's the word, energy means the word is working, operative, active, and effective. Now, I want you to declare this over yourself. All right, you ready? Write, even write this declaration down. R declare this over yourself. His word is powerful. It is working operative, active, and effective in my life. His word is powerful. It is working, operative, active, and effective in my life. What a declaration. His word is powerful. It is working, operative, active, and effective in my life. Amen. Keep declaring that over yourself. Jeremiah 23, 20, uh, 29 describes the energy or the power of the word of God. When it says this, it says, is not my word like fire, declares the Lord. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord. And like a hammer that breaks a rock into pieces. So the energy or the power of the word of God, you know, it, it, if, if you go right back, it, it's seen in creation. You know, have you ever thought about what, thought about what God created? You know, he, he did it by the spoken word. He did it through the word. You know, and, and, you know, occasionally as a dad, like my, my words can be powerful when I say something to my kids and they do it. And I, I say that occasionally my words can be powerful when they do something and, and, and they, they do it. But God simply spoke and an entire unit, universe came into being. That's just incredible. That's how powerful his word is. You know, and, and the energy or the power of God is also seen in the salvation message. You know, in Romans 1.16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of, of Christ. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. It's incredible. You think about, you just think about that. That's incredible how the, you know, the, the, the ways in which God has spoken you know, and, and just the demonstration of, of, of life and power and energy that's in that through creation and through, you know, through the gospel, through the salvation message. You know, this, this word that we have, the, the gospel of Jesus, the salvation message, you know, it, it's, it's operative, it's active, it's working, it's effective in changing people's lives. Amen. His word is powerful. Say that to the person next to you. His word is powerful. You know, there's something that, that has to happen with it, though. You know, like it's, it's not just something that like a, a, any other book that we just sort of pick up and read. It's something that has to happen with it. And, and I know, again, you know this. And remember, this is a reminder this morning that it has to be spoken. It has to be spoken. It has to be released. Amen. See, we're not living our life. We're, we're faith people. We live a life of faith. So we're not, it's not about, you know, when it's, but until, amen. It's not about when it's, it's, it's about until, 
the manifestation comes. Amen. We, we speak it. We, we, we declare it. So what's our confession? What are we saying? You know, you might think your words aren't powerful, but Proverbs 18.21 says the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences of it. You know, and Acts 1.8 says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So we, we, have the, we, have, we have powers. We have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, which means that our words are powerful. They are effective. Amen. They're operative. They're active. They, they, they do everything that we send them out to do because Jesus lives on the inside of us. He is given his word and it lives on the inside of us. So, you know, the scripture says that let, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. It's not when I am. It's now I am. Now I am strong. Now I am rich. Now I am healed. Amen. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. So that's the first thing I wanted to share is that his word is living and it is powerful. The second one is this. We started today with that scripture, Hebrews 4.12. I'll read it again. It says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. We've covered that. It is sharper. Here's the next part. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and, and, and desires. So the second thing I wanted to share with you is, is this. That it, it, the word of God actually unifies our soul and our spirit. See, the word of God is so precise, so sharp, so effective that it is able to divide those things that appear almost indivisible. The word of God is able to dissect soul and spirit. And then what it does, it gets them unified and working together. Amen. It gets them unified and working together. 1 Corinthians 5, 17, 18 says this. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. We've learned a lot about this just recently. You are a new creation. You are a new person. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. Another scripture, 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may our whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until the Lord Jesus Christ comes again. So, I know, again, I know you know this. When we receive Jesus, we become a new person. And it's this newness of life occurs in our spirits. That's where it occurs. It gives a reminder that that newness of life, life occurs in our spirits. There is a trend. There is this transformation that occurs in our souls and our minds and our body. Amen. It has to occur there. There's this, this, this newness comes to our spirit. Let me say that again. This newness comes to our spirit. It's instant. It's straight away. But then there is this transformation that has to occur in our souls, our minds, and our bodies. Amen. <coughs> Sorry about that. So what does this mean? This means is that there, there is this outworking that has to take place in our souls and in our bodies. 
what it means is what what's on the inside of us needs to come out and needs to become our reality. This is what the Holy Spirit does as he puts the word of God in us. What he's already placed on the inside of us, the moment we said yes to Jesus, becomes our reality. You know, it, it, it comes out. It's that inside out theme that we, we spoke about a while, while ago. It's that inside out theme. What's on the inside, what's already there comes out. The more we put the word of God in it, the Holy Spirit does it in us. Amen. It's, you know, scriptures be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12 two. be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And as a man thinks in his heart, so is he in Romans. That's Proverbs 23, seven. But this is why we can't, you know, be led by and influenced by physical and natural truths. You know, the stuff that's going on around us in the world right now, we, we can't, we can't be influenced by it. We can't be influenced by the, these physical and natural truths because there is a higher truth. There's a higher truth that has been born in our spirits through newness of life. When we receive Jesus, Jesus said this, he said, I have come to bring life and life to the full. That's what we're meant to be living in. That's where we're meant to be living right now, in that place, in the life Jesus brought and the fullness of life that he gave us. Amen. John 1.14 says, so the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the father's one and only son. You know, Physical fit, uh, physical sickness, you know, this is a natural truth. The sickness we get, it's, it's a natural truth. No one is denying this. But we need to bring that natural truth under the scrutiny of the higher truth. The higher truth, the higher truth. This stuff that's going on in the world right now, we bring it under the scrutiny of a higher truth, which is alive in our spirit because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Don't accept it. Bring it under the scrutiny. Bring it under the influence of a higher truth that's on the inside of you. John 17, 17 says, sanctify them, purify, consecrate, separate them for yourself. Make them holy by the truth. Your word is truth. See, his word is truth. The word of God is the truth. It is a higher truth. Amen. The word of God will draw out the wisdom that's in our spirit. But when we put the, we, we, we feed on it, we meditate on it, we, 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 we listen to it, we, it, you know, it, it, the, the word of God draws out the wisdom that the Holy Spirit has on the inside of us. When we read his word, we're receiving words with our physical eyes that are spirit and are life. Amen. His word is spirit and it is life. Say that. To one another this morning his word is spirit and it is life so as we take in the word of god it's sanctification happens so what what takes place is you know new thoughts come you know that that worry you had before about whatever it was you know it, it's replaced with 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 peace it's replaced with an idea it's replaced with you know a, a, a higher truth you know, new thoughts come, new ideas come to our, to our physical minds. And, you know, when this happens, our spirit, which already had the truth and the mind of Christ, 
will bear witness with it. Isn't that awesome? Romans 8.16 says the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. This is just a, a matter of, of living in, in that, that, you know, that covering and that protection that we're talking about that, that Emma and, and Josh were mentioning before, you know, as, as children of God. He's our father. You know, he cares about us. He wants us to, to experience that fullness of life he gave Jesus for. 1 John 5, verse 9 to 10 says, If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. A higher truth. Come on. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his son. He who believes in the son of God has the witness in himself. You know, have you ever had those times when you when you're reading the word and all of a sudden you just like you literally just saw it? I know you haven't. I know this happens to everyone. Like we, you literally just see it. It's like, wow, what is that? I don't think I've ever seen that before. I've read this a hundred times, but what is that? It's like, wow. You know, it's like all of a sudden the scripture just says, yes. You know, what what that is is that's your spirit and your soul becoming one mind becoming unified isn't that amazing this is what the word of god does it unifies our soul and our spirit it brings them together it gets them working together so when your soul gains truth and begins to embrace it your spirit connects and agrees and once the connection is made with that truth just goes off on the inside of you that's revelation that's 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 when the scripture becomes you know, the word of God, it becomes a reality to you. That's that's revelation because of the inner witness. You know, you don't need proof anymore. You just know it. Amen. You just know it. This is the living word in action. This is what we have in our hand. This is this is the the, the purpose of this thing to change us, to transform us. You know, this is this this is transformation it's the outworking of the new life that you already have on the inside of your spirit amen it's so incredible it's so incredible you know it, the word of god it, it, it draws what is within that that god's residing power out into the physical realm out into the physical places places put simply Natural truth is brought under the scrutiny of high truth and manifestation occurs. It becomes a reality. Amen. It becomes a reality. So what do we do? How do we, how do we respond to this? And I'm, I'm just about finished up here this morning. Just want to really quickly just share this with you. Let's look at Mark 4, 26, 29. What do we do? <clears throat> What's our role in this? Mark 4, 26, 29. It's a great parable, great story. Jesus also said, the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, while he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. The earth produces the crops on its own. First, the leaf blade pushes through, then the heads of wheat are formed, and finally, the grain ripens. And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with a sickle for harvest time has come. 
Someone say the harvest time has come. Jesus told this parable to demonstrate what our response to the word of God needs to be for it to be effective in our life. Amen. Our responsibility to our response to, to, to this, to what he's given us. You know, our responsibility is to be faithful. Someone say faithful. Our responsibility is to be faithful, to continually be laying seed into our heart, to continually be, be ready, even if you don't feel like it, even if, if you've, you know, you, you don't want to that day. It's our responsibility to be faithful, to continually be laying seed in our heart. This way, as we learn from the, this, this parable, this way the harvest will always be ready in season. It will always be ready in season. It will literally stand up for the sickle. And so when, when a crisis comes, the word that's in us will be ready. Amen. The word that's in us will be ready. Speak the higher truth to declare the higher truth into that situation, into that circumstance. Amen. Hebrews 11, one, you know, again, you know this well, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, see, now faith, ready faith, standing up for the sickle faith, right now faith, you know, and, and then it says, it says, is the substance, is, not will be, is. Now faith is the substance. That's right now, ready faith, right now faith. Come on, now faith. Amen. The substance, the substance is that physical manifestation of the things we're believing for. Amen. The physical manifestation of those things that we're believing for. Now, faith is the substance, that physical manifestation of the things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Evidence, what is that? That is proof of the truth. Evidence, that what, 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 what do people do when they're, they're, they're trying to solve crime? They look for Evidence of the truth, proof of the truth, all right, proof of the higher truth. That's what we're going after here this today, church, family. We're going after that higher truth, proof of the higher truth. Amen. Come on. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Bless you. Bless you. Faith comes by hearing and, and hearing by the word of God. I just want us, before we finish, I want to pray for everyone in just a second, but I just want us to pray this prayer together. Okay, so you're going to repeat this prayer after me, if you can, if you will. It says, so let's, let's just pray this. <clears throat> Holy Spirit, help me. Thank you for, sorry, let's start that again. Holy Spirit, help me. Thank you that my spirit bears witness with you. Thank you that you reveal truth to me in your word as I read it so that it will be powerful, working, operative, active, and effective in my life. May it transform my mind and unify my soul and spirit so that I will live in the manifestation of the life you have promised me. In Jesus' name, amen.
So, Father, we just thank you for this time this morning. We thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for this word. We thank you that you've given it to us, Lord, to use. We thank you that it is powerful. It's, it's active. It's effective, Father God, and it will accomplish all that it's supposed to do in our lives, Father God. And right now, Father God, I just want to lift up each person here this morning, Lord God, anyone that is, 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 is sick, Father God, anyone with symptoms of any kind, in the name of Jesus, we just declare your word over it, which says that by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. So, Father, I declare that over them this morning, that by the stripes of Jesus, they are healed. And, Father, right now, from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, they are healed in Jesus' name, because that's what your word says. That's what your word says. They are healed. And, Father, again, I just pray, Lord God, also for everyone else in for protection right now. Just thank you, Father, for that, that hedge of protection. I thank you for the blood of Jesus that protects us, Lord. I thank you, Father, that, that, that right now, Lord, that protection comes, that you are our stronghold, Lord God. You are our fortress, Father God. And, Lord, right now, again, Lord, I just, just, just declare and release it, Psalm 91, over each person, Lord, here this morning. Lord, thank you for your goodness. And your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, amen, everyone. Bless you. Thanks for tuning in.